so once again hi everyone good morning good afternoon good evening as per your respective time zone so i am beside and i'll be your presenter for the day so here we are starting guys for the fast track of SOC security operation center we'll be covering the fundamentals these uh you know this entire fast track has been designed has been divided into four parts or like four days we will be going through uh different different modules or you can say different different topics okay and we'll see that i will show you what all topics what all topics will be covering what all topics will be going through so it will be interesting we'll be covering different different sectors different different portions or different different parts of your SOC security operation center so before we you know talk about SOC, let me give you a brief idea about myself <clears throat> as i mentioned uh say in this side and i'll be a presenter for the day regarding SOC fundamentals i have uh you know started my career in terms of different background i would say it was not in cyber security so for those who are here not from cyber security background you know this is just to give you an idea that okay this field is pretty much open for everyone right it welcomes everyone from every sector i was more into web development part and this is a story which i'm telling you because there's a reason for that i started working as a web developer okay uh, i was designing websites so you know i was working in a startup company and that's fine that was fine with you because in a startup i feel like you know you learn more you try to get more knowledge and more hands-on experience over there so one fine day what happened my manager asked me that say i want you to design four to five websites within a week so you guys have encountered lots of websites you know in your life like facebook.com is one of them correct so to design to write the codes for a website from the scratch it takes lot of amount of time so as i was saying my manager told me that same i want you to design four to five website within a week that was quite of a task to me right uh, four to five websites within a week where i have a weekend off so you know writing those codes from scratch it's not that easy it's, it's really tough i have to work like around 18 20 hours then i would be able to clear those websites then my manager told me okay there is a cache i do not want you to design you know so many pages in it i just want in every website you have to design four pages which is home page contact us about us and your login login page i asked do you want a you know a database also so my manager said no just static website as in no functionality will be there just to make it look authentic i was like then fine it's doable and i will be creating those websites for you a month or two spent by then all of a sudden there was a monsoon season and you know the roads you know the path were completely jam-packed with water there was no commute available you can say so i called my manager so that i won't be able to reach uh to office because of this entire reasons he told me okay no, do not worry you can reach out to another location and i'm happy to hear that okay there's another location where i can go because the place where i was working it was kind of a rat hole so i was not like you know pretty much sure that they will be able to pay me you know further or in future then i went to another place there was a setting arrangement over there which was in a c shape c shape as in this way okay and okay here was one row here was one row and here was another row the third row i was sitting somewhere over here in the center and 9 a.m happened and people started filling in like this way and what happened i i noticed it that uh on my left hand side this side people were speaking in english and us accent people on my right were speaking in japanese right interesting so they were continuously talking over the phone calls like you know they were on entirely on phone calls you know having conversation with the clients and everything so by the look and feel of it what do you think was going on over there by the look and feel as i would say which i also encountered the same thing um it worked it looked like a bp or a call center you can say but after 20 25 30 minutes on my right hand side on my right hand side a person started shouting that yes 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 i did a transaction of xyz amount and okay i thought maybe a project has been closed like you know the payment has been done completely then again after 15 20 minutes someone from here said the same thing and the entire day they were saying each one of them was saying the same exact thing that i did a transaction of this much i did a transaction of this much i did a transaction of this much xyz amount and 
Now, exactly, Mohammad uh, Abkhaz Trani. Correct. So I made a friend on my left hand side, this person, and I asked him that, dude, like, really, what what's going on? Everyone is saying that okay, we did a transaction of this much, you know, and everything like that. So that made me skeptical, and I was wondering what's going on. So that friend told me that. Uh, they're scamming people, you know, uh, in US and Japan at the same time. So there's a series on uh, in Netflix, if you see, uh, with the name Jamtara. A couple of you might have heard about it, but for others, I would say kindly must watch. It's a must watch thing. So they were scamming people all around the world. How they were scamming? I will tell you. Remember the reason I told you, like I was the entire story. I was designing the websites for them. Right? I was making the website look authentic. And I did that for one or two months. So what they were doing, they were starting a campaign using that. Okay. Now, on my website, the codes which I have written, they were tweaking the codes. Okay, they were tweaking the codes. And what happened after that? As soon as you open a website, have you ever seen you get some pop-ups? Saying okay, any any ad pop-ups you can say or terms and condition kind of a pop-ups. Oftenly, oftenly we've seen that, right? Absolutely. So what was happening? So let's suppose if you take, for example, if Abhi is there, Abhi opened my website, right? As soon as Abhi opened my website, that entire page of my website will be covered with a pop-up, which was saying that okay, your system is under risk. Okay, your system is under risk. You need to troubleshoot it or you need to, you know, call on this number to secure your system. And a number was provided at the bottom. And somehow these calls were being redirected to these people. And once these calls were being redirected to these people, the real game starts after that. So, you know, uh, they are so good in manipulating people. They are so good with their, you know, uh, choice of words. So they started doing it. Now they have, and I have literally seen they had, they they are having that document in which you know uh, it is written like what to say at what time. Like if this is a query, if this is a scenario, what to say at that time. So you know they started doing that, and they was really really they were good good in their work, and they started scamming people, and they have earned a huge amount of money. And that was the day I decided that I would be not you know I won't I won't this any I won't do this anymore, and I. Totally cut that out and I went to the cybersecurity section you know, to make people aware about this. So I have really seen this thing which happens in the background. So in that like what they do, what do they do? They will take the control. So let's suppose if Abhi called me, let's suppose I am is right now a scammer, for example, not in reality. Okay, Abhi called me. And now I will ask Abhi to give me the remote control of your system. So you might have heard about the software it's like Team Viewer, any desk, something like this. Correct. So what, is, what what does it do? It gives you a remote control access. So now I got the access of Abhi's system. Okay. Now I can literally do whatever I want to do. So I will say to Abhi that, okay, I need your remote control access so that I can do troubleshooting over there, which is fine. But I can also access his camera. So I opened his camera to see, you know, whatever the activities Abhi is doing. And in the name of troubleshooting, I will barely do anything, like, you know, bare minimum things. Playing around with the antivirus, firewall settings, and so on. That's it. And after a couple of minutes, I will tell Abhi that, Abhi, I have revoked my access. Now you have the entire control, and you can go for the further payment thing. So that was that was a total lie. It was like, you know, totally a lie. I still have the control of Abhi's system right now. Abhi thinks that uh, same is no more having the controls and at the time of payment when Abhi is doing the payment so let's suppose the payment was of two hundred dollars okay let's suppose payment was two hundred dollars so before Abhi hit the pay button or submit button I still have the controls of his system right so I will distract Abhi because I still have the access of the camera as well I will distract Abhi and quickly I will make the payment more over here. Like from 200, I'll make it 2000 or 2k dollars and go for the payment. And as soon as I do that, the person is scammed. Right? So this is how they were scamming people. 
and obviously abhi in this example is a non technical guy who is not aware about these things even the weird people you know they fell for the trap because the choice of words they use it's highly manipulative so this entire thing was happening over there and the reason i'm telling you this is because this is also one kind of an attack in terms of cyber security do you know what kind of an attack do we call it so this is something known as a phishing phishing done over the voice call okay always remember that this is something known as a wishing everyone so that was the day i left it obviously and i went into cyber security part and similarly many people do you know the scamming in different different ways and they have a highly cash you know they have huge amount of money for that i'm not uh, you know attracting you guys towards it but i'm telling you this is also risky because i have seen a lot of cases where you know they have been caught red handedly and they have to spend their life you know behind the prisons so this is something where i come from i have this background i would say then i uh, switched into the cyber security portion and then i have like you know learned a lot i have done like in terms of certification if i de uh, deliver there are a couple of mentioned over here like from offensive side to defensive side as well as your management part so this is areas which i have covered in cyber security and many more to you know cover ex uh, and explore because cyber security when we talk about cyber security it's actually um you know it, it's like an ocean the more you dive in you know the more you explore it out so that's your cyber security all right and that will be a not so brief but yeah <laughs> an introduction regarding me now jumping to the more further things what do we have in agenda for today we have this agenda introduction to security what is security uh, we'll talk about security management also what does your soc signify and what is the need of a soc and job roles in soc like we have different different you know platforms or i would say job roles a designation so we'll talk about them as well that will be for day one okay what is security so security has many definition i would like to interact with you guys you guys can give your you know uh, definitions as well and your input you know all the inputs are welcome so security over here is mentioned security refers to the state of being free from danger harm or risk it involves measures taken to ensure safety and protection against potential threats or undesirable outcomes types of there are they like you know different different uh, types information security cyber security physical security national security personal security perfect so as mentioned security refers to the state of being free from the danger harm or risk that's what we commonly uh, you know uh, define security as like with, through which we are eliminating the entire threat from us okay the entire threat so we make sure like you know for example security guard just a very simple example security guard is there so we try to you know hire security guard so that we can be secure we can be safe you know through threats like from any thief or any you know uh, attacks in our houses in our home we have normal locks we have cctv cameras all of these part of your security correct in security we have these things information security cyber security uh physical security national personal uh, if i have to add on there are more financial job security as well so information security cyber security i will get back to that physical security means like the measures which we take in order to safeguard our physical assets our facilities our people right so it will be involving you know things various things i would say like uh access controls right having surveillance uh you know in order to protect ourselves from physical threats national security if we talk about uh it is involving the protection of our, of your na nation's sovereignty territory right and citizens from external threats so it will be including measures like defense intelligence uh, diplomatic efforts to ensure the safety and well-being of your country personal security it is concerned with the safety and well-being of individuals okay so we take the measures in order to protect against any physical harm any theft or any uh, any other personal risk personal to as an individual based correct so these three things are there now when we talk about information security and cyber security so when we talk about information security yes we do talk about in terms of securing our data but having said that along with the data we also protect our 
assets. So as you guys have mentioned, cybersecurity is a subset of information security. That's absolutely the correct definition. So for example, if your mobile phone is there, right? In case if in your mobile phone, if you have to protect your data, MFA multi-factor authentication, absolutely right. The authentication factors which you implement, uh, face lock, fingerprint, correct? Agreed, the authentication which we use. Now, using authentication, that's your digital security, isn't it? Can we call it a digital security? Using MFA. Perfect. So when you talk about digital security, that is referred as a cyber security. So now you have protected your data. That is amazing. Now you have to protect your asset as well. Because what if someone stole your asset? Then I can crack your cyber security and I can access your data, isn't it? So we have to protect our asset as well. So now what you do, okay, there was a data, you have your files as in your pictures, videos, messages, whatsoever is there. You protected it by using your MFA, multi-factor authentication of fingerprint, uh, face recognition, whatsoever you have implemented. After that, after that, what you are gonna do, you will put that mobile phone in a drawer and you will lock it. So basically, uh, in short, when you're protecting your data along with your asset, it's an information security. So somehow we are including physical security also. So information security is a very broader concept in which cybersecurity is a subset or sub part of it. Importance of security, we have protection of confidentiality, preservation of integrity, availability, defense against cyber threats, data protection, business continuity, and compliance as well. See, the very first pointer over here, when we talk about in terms of protection of confidentiality, present, uh, preservation of integrity and availability. So this is a CIA triad. When we talk about in terms of information security, there are three very popular elements of information security, which is CIA triad. C stands for confidentiality, I stands for integrity, A stands for availability. There are furthermore, okay, there are furthermore, and I will will talk about that. So can we say in a simple manner, protecting your uh, data from any unauthorized access is your confidentiality, right? How can we attain confidentiality? Can I put encryption over here? Exactly. Encryption can also be part of it. You can put access controls as well. Because only authorized person are allowed to enter into a room, for example, okay? There's a room uh, in which only authorized person are allowed. So if you have ID card only, then you can have, uh, you can access that room. Otherwise you won't be able to. That's confidentiality. So encryption is also used over there to protect your data. So we use keys, you can say, keys are involved. So one key will be with the sender another key will be with the receiver in order to access the data correct that's a confidentiality integrity means does integrity protects from any alteration or modification or does it verifies if there is any modification or alteration verify okay because integrity verifies if the data has been changed it has been altered or not for example in cricket you know uh, we call it there is a term ball tampering you might have heard about this word so what happens in ball tampering when a baller you know uh, makes some changes in the ball right scrub it or like whatsoever changes the seam of it now doing the ball tampering over here makes or loses the integrity of the game right damaging the ball exactly so it loses the integrity of the game entire game that's what your integrity is all about. We use hashes in our data's concept. Whenever you're you know, sending any data, we use hashes. Or another term you, you will hear over here is checksum also. Okay, hash or hashes, not that hash, the digital one, okay? So uh, integrity help us to verify that data is not tampered or altered in between. So if, uh, you know, Patrick is sending hello to Selva, so Selva will be receiving hello over there. Okay, if any modification is there, Selva will get to know something fishy has happened in between. Something suspicious has been 
happened in between so it help us to verify that then we have availability what is availability availability refers ensuring timely and reliable access to and use of information right data to a right person at right time uptime of a system and services anytime in any place right makes sense so we have to make sure our data and services are available to its or uh, to our genuine users whenever required correct so you guys have already told us like uh, backups data recovery these are you know pretty good example in terms of availability concept okay one question in between there's an attack which is on availability right dos as in denial of service dos we call it denial of service what happens in dos is with simple example i would uh, give an idea about this one we consume the resources of the server to make it you know slow in response and, you know uh, makes it unavailable for its genuine users so for example if amazon is there when amazon launches a sale so let's suppose they are selling iphone 15 in a very cheap price what happens at that particular time when the sale starts you might have noticed the website becomes a bit slow the response time of that website is a bit slow ever noticed that server exact request flood to the servers so what happens now everyone is sending a request to the server server will be having its own resources correct so here are users and this is your server so many users from different different places are requesting this uh, server so this server will be having its limitation limitation as in in terms of resources which are available over there so lots of lots of requests are there which will be flooding this uh, server and consuming its resources which makes this server a bit slow in response or sometime it's even unavailable that is what is your dos basically attacker over here sends multiple fake request to the server to consume its resources so that the server is not available to its genuine users that is what is known as your dos denial of service attack which targets your availability uh venkat 404 is a client side error actually that means you have opened the wrong page <laughs> you are writing the wrong page over here okay rocky uh, absolutely there are different different type of dos attack so tcp flood is one of them yes kesan absolutely absolutely yeah different 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 types are there some are application based some are protocol based right <clears throat> ping flood ping of death uh, venkat 500 is a server side error If, uh, yeah so these kind of a queries uh, which are like you know external ones we can solve it later in the last section of the session like i will give 10 to 15 minutes for your queries okay but just to let you know 500 is your server side error 400 is your client side okay 300 is your uh, redirection 200 base are your uh, successful 100 are your informative just to let you know okay all good so these are three um core elements i would say and sometimes organization do you know guys uh, you know prioritize these three on a different different basis what i meant with that is sometimes for them confidentiality will be of more priority uh, sometimes in, uh, integrity can be of more priority sometimes availability can be also more priority okay for example if isp is there your internet service provider okay for your internet service provider out of these three which will be of more priority it can be one it can be two it can be all three also but for your isp which will be of more priority i just saw it okay so since it's an online game sits in online so obviously availability will be there we have to make sure apart from that i would put integrity i'm not excluding confidentiality but i'm just giving a bit more importance to integrity because nowadays you know you buy a lot of things in your uh, games right uh, and let's suppose if i take a simple example in games what happens let's suppose pubg is quite a famous one so if someone is shooting a bullet you know uh, if integrity is not there you know we will you will not 
know that someone is using you know uh, changing the codes because if you're shooting a bullet from different angle and it is hitting you so that is what loss of integrity correct if you're playing uh this candy crush you reach to 100 level integrity is not there someone will bring you back to the level one and you will not know about it make sense so for online game just a bit more cutting as to uh, integrity as compared to confidentiality what about banking then for me it will be c and i i am not including availability and i'm not saying that availability is not there it is really very important but i was just giving a bit more cutting as to your confidentiality and integrity a bit more and i have a reason for that so for example if you take uh, ravindra is there for example ravindra is there and ravindra needs 100 dollar at the moment let's suppose let's suppose he went to atm atm is not working no cash available so can we say that's an availability issue correct if you talk about in terms of trying to perform any online transaction online transaction while performing transaction have you ever seen messages that which says your bank server is not available or is busy and you are not able to make the uh, transaction again can we say availability issue perfect aravinder in it's quite common by the way <laughs> nextly what i wanted to say is see if the there's a requirement of 100 dollar ravindra or any other person might ask their friends parents or someone to lend some money they can borrow 100 dollars and they will tell that okay as soon as my services are back bank services are up and running i'll pay you back so that urgency can be handled agree now if i say let's suppose for half an hour one hour there was no service service was unavailable you will be able to manage it maybe but compared with confidentiality and integrity if your banking service are not having c and i confidentiality integrity don't you think that poses a huge amount of risk as compared to availability think about it so that's what i'm trying to tell you in that comparison narayana yeah i agree i said availability is is an crucial factor for sure for sure but in comparison to cia just giving cni a bit more cutting edge so availability is not neglected over here i'm just saying a bit more cutting edge we can give to confidential integrity because if confidentiality integrity is not there anyone can hack into your system they can hack into your account they can transfer the entire money from there apart from these guys what do we else have is we have just including few more things non repudiation and we have authenticity you can say so you cannot deny something which you have done or something which you did okay so for example if you got caught in a camera while stealing something from the supermarket later you cannot deny it uh, you cannot say or you cannot give the statement that okay no no i was not there it was not me because i'm trying and i think has been you know logged over there it is captured so similarly audit and logs which are collected they are what they are part of your uh, non repetition or 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 a good example is digital signatures right digital signatures it makes sure that the data is being sent from you only authenticity means genuineness so certificate tells you that okay this website is genuine if it says a certificate so every website you check be it facebook google anything they'll be having a certificate attached to it so information security concept we can say confidentiality integrity and availability in terms of <laughs> cyber security we can say defense against cyber threats uh, data protection business continuity part of it so defense against cyber threats would be cyber security it actually protects your computer systems 
networks and digital information from cyber threats like your malware malware attacks would be like ransomware and phishing attacks data protection if you talk about it it will be safeguarding your digital assets and prevents unauthorized access to sensitive information which is helpful in terms of reducing the risk of data breaches business continuity cyber security has these measures which help us to contribute in maintaining the continuity of our operations by preventing disruptions which are caused by cyber incidents right so in terms of business continuity for example like okay we are having this session running over here right now at the current moment if there is any uh, you know electricity cut out in my area so i still have backup plans via which i will continue this session so i will make sure this session goes on right part of a business continuity disaster recovery plan can be included okay in compliance are there as well so uh, compliance like we have these security measures which are you know of, often necessary to comply with legal and regulatory requirements which ensures that organization are following the industry standards yourself uh, controls so organization they you know uh, adhere to i would say industry standards and they are protecting against legal consequences right so iso pcids is definitely part of it if you want to include you can include like uh, personal sec uh, physical security will be like asset protection if you have to include more in terms of physical security you can include more asset protection employee safety uh, personal security will be like personal safety right um, privacy emotional well-being can also be like sort of included over there now next is security management okay security management the security management okay it encompasses the comprehensive protection of an organization assets spanning computers personal buildings and other resources mitigating the potential risk also so basically in other words if you talk about it it is a collection of you can say systematic repetitive set of you know interconnected security activities which helps the organizations to maintain their security posture at an i, I would say etiquette level okay so these are like something which are ongoing efforts which focus on both physical safety and digital security of the assets so it's very crucial okay and very essential part of our, every organization i would say so its main purpose is to protect the organization's assets like uh, information be it hardware and software from malicious activities and reduce the overall risk of the organization so it help us to make sure that you know we are providing confidentiality integrity and availability of the organization's assets and the services okay so security management uh, will be you know uh, it will also like include like developing and implementing various documents like policies uh, standards procedures and the guidelines as well so these help basically the organization in you know implementing different security practices like you can include risk assessment you can include training you can include security audit all of these things so basically security uh, management we do have certain security activities okay so in terms of like broadly we are talking about not in much details so broadly you can see security management it uh, comprises uh, different security activities in which we have security infrastructure we have security prevention we have compliance and validation and we have security operations so in security infrastructure it provides security to your parameter to a network endpoint and application and data by implementing your preventive detective and corrective information security controls i will repeat that for you here in security infrastructure we provide security to parameter network endpoint and application and your data by implementing your preventive detective and corrective information security controls so i have mentioned these three security controls i will list it down for you preventive detective and corrective So see, uh, basically, like when you are talking about perimeter security, so for example, like the perimeter is like the boundary between an organization's internal network and your external environment. For example, your internet is your external environment. So per perimeter security will be 
like looking out to uh, looking out for the controls okay in order to protect right so we'll be having preventive detective and corrective so when we talk about preventive something which help us to thwart the attack on the very first place something which will be helping us to thwart or protect or sorry, i mean to you know um, avoid the threat on the very first place so having a firewall is a good example for that which is a preventive measure correct because it will be filtering and monitoring your incoming and outgoing network traffic so if there is any malicious traffic it will be blocking it similarly your ips intrusion prevention systems right detective would be something to detect detective controls are there which help us to detect any you know malicious activity which is going on just like you have your fire alarms in the hotels it does what it detects for any fire correct so it raise an alarm and notify each and everyone so we do have sim solutions which is part of your sock only right security guard if you want to watching cctv camera okay fine yeah that is a detective which raise an alert which raise an alarm that okay we are under the attack then we have corrective james i'm just talking about in general in general we are talking about then we have corrective corrective means once anything has happened any incident has happened what are corrective measures or corrective steps you will be taking in order to remediate it antivirus absolutely praveen i agree with that okay i hope that makes sense now to everyone yeah backup absolutely yeah. so guys in terms of security infra just to add on just quick point a quick pointer for you guys in security info what we can include we can include your parameter security your uh, network security your application security your host security your even data security okay now is a security prevention security prevention it's very straightforward security prevention it gives you or we talk about the services and security prevention like your vulnerability management and penetration testing which ensures or, or confirms the security in the networks against any vulnerabilities or the threats so here we are not just scanning or you know the the things or the network we scan we test and we identify the threats which are across our internal and external networks uh security prevention in this vulnerability management penetration testing is there so these services not only scan test and identify the threats across your internal and external network but but also remediate or reduce their exposure as well so in key pointers if you ask the same what is involved over here your vulnerability assessment as well as your penetration testing vulnerability assessment and on your penetration testing so in the next yes so va when we talk about vulnerability assessment it's identifying the vulnerabilities which are present in your network for example okay so what all vulnerabilities are present over there we call it like a cve and cvss common vulnerability and exposures and common vulnerability scoring systems are attached to it so we look out for what are the flaws what are the weaknesses in your network in your system that is done with your vulnerability assessment so we use different different tools like you guys might have heard about uh nisus rapid 7 right something like this nikto and map is also one of the scanning tools absolutely or vulnerability assessment tool also so basically here we are trying to identify the weaknesses or the flaws with penetration testing we have your ethical hackers or you know uh, white hat hackers are also there uh, known as the ethical hacker so penetration testing is there where we will be exploiting those vulnerabilities and creating a report attaching a poc as in proof of proof of concept and letting the organization know that how much damage they would have suffered if this vulnerability was exploited they help us to create the report as well as help us to mitigate that particular vulnerability so penetration testing you can say hackers are over here involved in this uh, scenario okay and 
we'll see like you know how attackers could have taken it advantage of this kind of a vulnerability and how much loss we would have suffered in case if that vulnerability was exploited now in penetration testing just to add you uh, add on a couple of more things in this we have okay i'm writing three types of testing black box gray box and white box testing methods when we say black box it means here we are not sharing any information to the ethical hacker so let's suppose if uh, you know ravindra is there ravindra is a penetration tester so i hired ravindra and i told him that you need to do the penetration testing of this application for example black box would be i'm not sharing any other information with ravindra i'm just telling them that uh, telling ravindra that okay this is a web application you have to do the testing and no sort of information is shared with him so he have to find it his own way in order to perform the testing gray boxes i'm sharing some information so i'm telling ravindra that okay here are some users credentials and i'm telling him that okay the application is created in php language and we are using apache server for example so he have some idea now and he can do a bit in-depth penetration testing in white box i'm sharing entire thing so it's like i'm sharing the entire source code of my web application to the to ravindra so he can do the in detail inspection or you can say the penetration testing of my application that's the difference okay between these three in compliance and uh, validation simply you can say your policies audits having baselines are involved in this so various governance risk grc and compliance program are there which help the organization to continue its business without any risk right so if you talk about any example in terms of governance risk and compliance program will be like iso 27001 the readiness assessment security baseline policy right documenting those things for your isms in uh, information security management system right pci dss gdpr everything is part of a compliance and validation over here okay then the last one is security operation so these operations are performed by basically your soc this is the reason i'm telling you about the security management so this is what your soc does these operations are performed by the soc security operation center through real time security alerting threat analysis and threat intelligence they correlate the events with each other okay they help us to report to the team to take further actions they help they are help in terms of detecting any uh, malicious activities monitoring x proving correct <coughs> and soc also help us to respond the incident handling and digital forensic team is there in order to do so right so that is a security operation which is done by a soc okay so in simpler words your sim solutions are there like a splunk ibm curada which help us to create the alerts or correlate the events with each other in order to raise the alert so security information and event management management it is security information and event management is your sim solution which is used over there along with that in your soc we do have incident detection response and reporting this more in detail we'll talk about in the further domains where we'll be talking about incident and data forensics and we'll also talk about the sim solutions as well clear okay now next is regarding key components of security management the same thing which you have discussed just uh, outlining those things uh, quickly so it also includes basically your you can say you know risk assessment so risk assessment is the process of identifying analyzing and evaluating potential risk and vulnerabilities that could impact the organization assets operations or objectives policy development policy development will be involving creating a set of guidelines rules and procedures that will outline the organization's approach to security and the expectations for employees and stakeholders for example do you guys have a, a password policy in your organization password policy 
your password policy might say that you have to use you know very complicated password at least of 12 digits something like this and you have to change your password after every 30 or 50 days right and you cannot keep your last 10 password as your current password something like this so that is what policy helping us to secure in order to prevent ourselves uh, you know prevent ourselves from the any brute force attack or dictionary based attack or any password based attack Yeah, we have management like for example uh, if i talk about CISO, just give an example chief information information security officer and ci is also along with that depending on the organization to organization uh, so they will be defining the policies for you what all policies need to be there in terms of security because CISO is the one who is responsible for the information security of the organization all right moving on incident response as i just discussed about it Incident response is the process of identifying, managing, and mitigating security incidents to minimize damage and reduce recovery time and cost. We are going to discuss this more in detail, but just to give an idea, incident whenever any incident occurs in the organization, okay, anything happens, malicious activities has happened, we raise the ticket and pass it to the incident response team. And now they will be, uh, you know, identifying, making sure that, okay, it's a valid incident. They'll be managing, they'll be prioritizing the incidents and mitigate those incidents on the basis of the prioritization. Okay, to minimize or cut down the damage and helps to uh, recover from those incidents as quickly as possible so that we can, you know, uh, we can be back to our business process or normal business processes. Okay, now when we talk about SOC, more details in SOC. Ravindra, instead response seems that <laughs> depending on the organization to organization, to be very honest, some call it as an L3, some they have a different uh, designation. Or separate department for that. All right, uh, continue with this. SOC. When you talk about SOC, Security Operations Center. Okay, it's a very popular term, right? So, Security Operations Center is a centralized unit within an organization. It's a business unit uh, within an organization that is responsible for monitoring and managing security-related issues. The SOC serves as a nerve center where security experts technologies and process converge to monitor detect respond to and mitigate the potential security incidents in real time so as i mentioned SOC is a centralized unit basically that continuously monitors and analyzes ongoing activities on your organization's systems okay like whatever the uh, activities are going on your networks in your systems in your servers endpoints databases these things are you know being monitored using your SOC or via SOC. so that's why it is known as a centralized unit so it provides you basically you can see in this image also they provide you a single point of view through which your uh, you know organization assets are managed they are monitored they are assessed and they are defended from the threats so SOC basically help us to basically evaluate the security posture of you know uh, organization from any anomalies in their assets or in their information systems so in SOC just to let you know guys you know from your different different data sources be it a firewall database endpoints file server emails router you know ideas ips whatsoever it is the logs are fetched from there and being displayed in one centralized unit so logs are collected from different different data sources they are normalized i'm writing it for you Um, yeah, normalize as you see when we collect the logs, they're in a raw form. You can see mm, not in a readable format. So when you normalize it, you put it into a very you know a readable format. Okay, a human readable format. That's a normalization. You want the duplication, all those things. Okay. Then it goes for the indexing. Indexing simply means uh, when you open a book, for example, when you open a book, do you see there is an index page? Index page in a book. There's an index page, right? index page help you to identify which topic is on which page number correct so similarly indexing is done in your SOC also so that we can fetch out the data we can target the data specifically which i want to target okay that's indexing database they are stored in the database after that okay from where they are stored and correlation as in relating different different events with each other in order to make a sense out of it for example when we talk about correlation 
if i say uh, error dot logon failure greater than 5 and error dot user and duration less than 1 minute so different different events are being related with each other so what i'm trying to tell it's a correlation we are setting that rule correlating if different different events so we are saying if there is more than 5 login failure attempts and that is for the same user account and that too is happening within 1 minute of a time frame give me an alert because it looks like someone is trying to crack your password so what we are doing we are correlating different different events with each other so on that note uh, purpose of soc if we talk about real time monitoring as i mentioned uh, ravindra okay let's let's cover this in last if you have any uh, queries i will help you out because that will take time okay purpose of soc real time monitoring okay uh, as i mentioned before so to continuously monitor network traffic system logs and security alerts in real time incident detection response to quickly detect and respond to security incident we have a irt incident response team for that threat intelligence interrogation or oh, sorry <laughs> integration to stay informed about emerging cyber threats and vulnerabilities so threat intelligence is like you know being aware about the fact that what all new kind of a cyber threats are out there in the market or in the world and what kind of industry they are targeting so maybe with, with this information you will get to know your industry can also be get targeted by the same cyber attack so according to which you prevent yourself those by gathering those intel every country also have their own intelligence team right and they get to know okay where the another attack will be happening you know so something like that we also have an intelligence team or intelligence department where they where they will be getting such kind of information or and protecting their organization in respect to that vulnerability management as discussed before to identify and address vulnerabilities in systems and applications continuous improvement yeah you know continuous practice ongoing practices so to evaluate and improve security processes and procedures where we you know if we are having any uh, flaws any things which need to be improvised we improvise it compliance and reporting uh, narayan again this question also in the end i will discuss that because it's, it's uh, it will take some time to explain it or to give an idea compliance and reporting to meet regulatory and compliance requirement which we just discussed risk management again to assess and manage risk to the organization information assets right what all risk and how much risk we will be facing next is need of soc so continuous monitoring and prevention compliance management reduction of cyber security cost centralized visibility organization wide collaboration effective incident response these are you know important factors in terms of need of soc like basically if i have to give you more idea about it you know your soc basically what is required what is needed because it helps us to research and identify what all potential cyber cyber threats are there right it will be managing and handle numerous devices which are not managed properly or which are unsupported okay uh it will be helping us to track and manage or you can say secure a large amount of an organization data and the information around the clock right they'll monitor and manage isolated and localized you know uh, devices they'll be helping us to monitor mitigate and manage any privileged user abuse they'll be soc will be helping us to respond faster to the cyber threats it will be helping us to become proactive rather than being reactive right it will be helping us to reduce the security vulnerabilities because we'll performing vulnerability assessment also it will be helping us to minimize the business loss right it will be helping like to have full control over your staff resources correct so basically to have full control over the organization's log data for analysis you know and for compliance reasons soc is needed in these different different ways so it's very a proactive measure i would say which will be helping us to identify any suspicious activities which are being uh, done in our network or in our systems so it will be like you know we will be performing vulnerability management to identify which activities are vulnerable to the network right uh, we will be performing log management saving all the logs which will be useful in forensics digital forensics at the time whenever security breach happens 
it will be helping us to evaluate the policies procedures which are required for business operations right it will be helping us to identify like you know we can check whether the organization has appropriate internal controls and the processes uh, provide proper services to all the clients or not you know these kind of things so basically strengthening the environment of the organization and uh, you know eradicating any uh, incident which has occurred uh, within the organization now the last thing interesting factor which is uh sock roles or you can say sorry job roles in sock okay general perception that's what i'm that's why i just bring this topic sock one sock two like generally we do have this idea only that we have you know l1 analyst and l2 analyst that's it correct l3 sock manager nice 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 if i have to uh, like general generalized structure these profiles are there for sure for sure these profiles are there but uh, like we have l1 analyst l2 incident handler smes the subject matter experts your threat hunter can be part of it your digital forensics team can be part of it right compliance auditor separately and these things are you can say managed by a SOC manager or it like ex these will be audit and ex everything will be third party ones and now your SOC manager is also reporting to your CISO if your organization is having a CISO only then okay just in that case Cool. See, we have L1 analyst. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, we can no no questions. I'm just just explain this people. Was I was just waiting if uh, people are giving their input or not? All right then. Uh, as I mentioned, this is a generalized uh, form in terms of your SOC reporting structure. Or you can say people those who are involved in the SOC portion. Okay. So people, when we talk about people, job roles in SOC, we define it as common term, which is people. People are nothing, but they are just some, we can say specialized individuals. Those are working at different levels of your SOC. Okay, so we expect that, uh, you know, these people should have a deep technical knowledge, a wide range of capabilities and a you know, variety of experiences. So they should be able to monitor and analyze, you know, a large amount of data or information that can be used for further investigation. So they, you know, these people, they should basically have the necessary training and certifications which are required to fulfill their roles and responsibilities, we can say. Okay, these people are considered in that way. Okay. All that is mentioned, so can list, but we can cut it down to or break it down to L1 and L2 also, these two. So SOC analysts in general, they are there for monitoring and triaging how sorry uh, moni monitoring and triaging thousands of alerts and events from various sources so they perform initial analysis on alerts which has been generated and events which are there to validate and prioritize the most important one out of them so they like you know they look out for the alerts for which the escalation of the incident response team is needed for further in-depth analysis so they will look out for this l1 and l2 if further investigation uh, you know escalation is required for that particular alert they will raise a ticket and pass it to incident handler, as I mentioned before also. So SOC L1, L1 analyst, they're responsible for monitoring the security alerts from SIM, SIEM solutions. And they like either close or pass the event details, which has been the event which has generated, those details to tier two for final analysis as required. So L1, L1 over here, they just monitor the security alerts from SIM solutions, and then they will either close it or pass it those details to their tier 2 which is l2 okay for final analysis which is required after that once it is escalated to l2 analyst okay so they will investigate the scope and impact so this l1 user will you can say create uh, use cases for example okay and triage the alerts kind of way setting up the priorities 
l2 after that investigate scope and impact of it so in other words basically your l2 analysts they were investigating validating and prioritizing the security alerts they collect and document the data which are related to suspicious activities and then forward it to the next level of uh, next level for investigation which is done by our incident handlers or incident responder so that uh, l2 declares that okay this is an incident l1 escalated to l2 l2 declares it that it is an incident and pass it to the incident responding team so this incident response team will be remediating and closing that incident they like try to mitigate it in short clear so incident response it goes through certain phases a certain uh, steps are there we call it like uh, you know uh, preparation detection analysis containment eradication recovery and your post incident activity okay so an incident responder they're responsible for in-depth incident analysis by like you know collecting and correlating all the data from different different sources so they identify if any critical system or data is getting affected and if it is getting getting affected they'll be looking out for the remediations of it so they analyze the networks and system for threats they look out for the security risk and vulnerabilities and then suggest the appropriate or you can say you know responses to those uh, risk so they will be performing you can say conducting malware analysis reverse engineering preparing risk assessment reports for management administrators and users communicating with other threat analysis you know uh, for defining correct security plans and everything so this is what your incident responder will be doing over there here yeah. then we have uh, you can say hunter hunters are also there um, so basically threat hunter they look out for the hunter hunter is written over there right Threat hunting and threat intelligence difference, okay? Uh, there's a difference between these two. Do not get confused. To check the traces of the threat, perfect. So generally we call it threat hunting is kind of a proactive cybersecurity approach, okay? Proactive ones. Here we are like, you know, actively searching for signs of any malicious activities or any threat within the organization network or organization systems, okay? So here you can see your human analysts, they will be actively you know, seeking out for any, uh, we call it anomalies, uh, these threats or potential threats that may, uh, that might not have been detected during our, you know, uh, scannings or automated detections techniques. So basically here we like try to identify and mitigate the security incidents before they can cause any damage to us. So we look out for the proactively approach, right? Then SOC manager, uh, pretty much obvious. So like, you know, they oversee the SOC day-to-day -day operations, they develop and implement SOC policies and procedures. They coordinate with the other departments and stakeholders. They make sure the SOC uh, has its, it's, it's effective and it's efficient, right? So leadership management skill will be required. Strategic plannings are discussed, you know, governance, make sure the governance are being security governance is there so these kind of a job roles and responsibilities are there for the SOC manager threat intelligence although not mentioned but i'm just including threat intelligence as well because that is also what we are going to discuss later threat intelligence this one so these people they collect and analyze threat intelligence data as i mentioned they identify if there is any uh, emerging cyber threats out there in the world they help us to provide some you know intelligence to enhance our security measures they you know uh, basically help us to uh, they, they extend our security posture in short security engineer which is mentioned over here security engineer just like you know they have responsibilities like designing implementing and managing security infra uh, they also conduct assessments they collaborate with other IT teams to integrate security measures. They stay updated on security technologies and what all trends are out there. So these are like different different job roles and responsibilities in terms of your SOC. Forensic is also a very interesting one. Forensic is like to find out the root cause analysis. So have you seen any detective movie or any any movie where we have you know where, whenever there is a crime scene, a forensic team goes to that particular crime scene and investigate. <laughs> okay, yeah, Oscar-winning show CID. <laughs> 
but anyway in any movies or any series you might have seen that right so those team will be doing what they'll be having they'll be wearing a kit clicking the entire images you know pictures uh, making a video collecting the evidences same thing also happens in digital forensics also we go to that particular crime scene we collect take some pictures make some videos over there and collect the evidences evidence would be like laptop mobile phones hard disk anything like that absolutely bevo these things are gathered for the legal purpose because these things will be submitted in front of court like they will be displayed like it is admissible to court you know to identify who did this and then we can you know uh, take him to the court and like go for the further uh, process so forensic investigators are there so they try to identify the root cause analysis and they also try to find the perpetrator as in the one who did this entire crime 